Good morning. Today is Friday, March 18th, 2022. Many people, I fear, tune out as we read these Torah portions like this Shabbos, the Parsha Tzav, that deal with the Karbanos, the sacrifices. First of all, we don't have the sacrifices today. And also, the whole subject to many of us seems kind of strange. The idea of sacrifices makes many of us uncomfortable. And there are several avenues to counter this. But one of them is the multitude of lessons that we learn which are directly relevant to our lives every day. There's a common practice that we have today which has its source in the laws of sacrifices and that is when we eat a meal that contains bread and we make the bracha hamotzi on bread, that we sprinkle a little bit of salt on the bread. And the Ramah, Rabbi Moshe Isolus, says as follows, Mitzvah lahavi al kol shulchan melach kodem yivta. It is a mitzvah to have salt on the table at the time that we make the bracha of hamotzi on the bread. Why? Why should that be a mitzvah? Because our dining room table at which we eat our meals is to be compared to the altar in the base of Migdash, the holy temple. And when we eat, it should be not only a physical act, but a spiritual act, as if we are offering a sacrifice to God. Benamar and concerning the sacrifices, the Torah tells us, Al Kal Karbancha Takriv Melach. For every offering that was offered on the altar on the Mizbeach, a small amount of salt was placed there as well. Okay. But then there is an amazing claim from a source in Jewish law which says that doing this, placing a small amount of salt on the table when we make hamotzi on bread, this has the potential to protect us from any harm. Wow, that's a great deal with a very small cost. But how does it work? What is the connection between salt and sacrifices and the benefit for us to recall that every time we eat bread? Our rabbis in the Medrash tell the following story that when the Mishkan was built and the sacrifices began to be offered you notice, and we've discussed this before, everything in the natural world is somehow represented in that structure and in that system. The animal world, 
the vegetable world, the mineral world, every color, every aspect of natural creation is represented because we've discussed this before. The Beit Migdash, the Holy Temple, the sacrifices, all of that is meant to be a microcosm on a human level of God's creation and sustaining of the universe. Everything is represented except for one, except for the sea. There are no fish that are offered as sacrifices. Nothing, nothing from the sea was used to build the Mishkan or the Besamekdash. There are animals, there are birds, but there are no fish. So our rabbis in the Medrash say that the sea came before God, anthropomorphically speaking, of course. The sea came before God and said, Ribono Shalom. It's not right. You've included everything except me. How come I'm not represented? And God said, you're right. I will take a product of the sea, salt, al karbancha takriv melech, and every single offering that is offered will include something that represents the sea, salt. Salt will be an indispensable component of everything that happens in the Beis Hamikdash with sacrifices. The story is told of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who was not only the greatest authority on Jewish law in his time, but he was also a person of a magnificently refined character and sensitivity. When he would see his grandchildren playing and they would all come up to him and he had a hug and a kiss for every grandchild. And he also had a hug and a kiss for every one of their children, their friends who were playing with him, who also approached him. Because why should any child feel slighted? He didn't only show love and concern for his own grandchildren, for every child, he didn't want to leave anyone out. Our rabbis tell us, Ki hashulchan our table at which we eat our meals can be compared to the altar, the, the place on which sacrifices were offered. But here's the point. Our table does not automatically assume the sanctity and grandeur of the altar. We have the potential to make it into an altar. How do we do that? The first step is to place salt on the table. Putting salt on the table, reminding us of the reason that salt was placed for every sacrifice, is a reminder that we have to make our table a place where no one is slighted, where everyone is over, is welcome, where no one is made to feel left out. 
We have salt on our table to remind us just as God reminds us on the altar to always be concerned with the needs and feelings of others. So many times and in so many ways, God tells us the most important thing to God is how we treat his children. And the protection from misfortune that is promised comes from protecting others from misfortune. That's the formula. Our dining room table, specifically on Shabbos, contains another lesson that reminds us that every act of serving another is also an act of serving God, and every act of serving God is also an opportunity to serve and help others. On Shabbos, we make hamotzi on two loaves of bread or two rolls, challah or matzah. On Shabbos, at the meals, Friday night, Shabbos day, first we recite the Kiddush, and then we make hamotzi on the bread that we have. We have the practice, while we are reciting the Kiddush, to cover the chalos, to cover the bread, which we are about to eat after the Kiddush. Why do we cover chalos during the Kiddush? So there are three reasons given in classic sources. One reason is that the two chalos that we have at the Shabbos meal remind us of the man, the manna that God provided to the Jewish people as they traveled through the desert. Every day there was a portion that they would be able to collect and eat that day. But on Friday, there were two portions for Friday and for Shabbos because we do not do the work of gathering the man on Shabbos itself. So we cover the chalas because our sages tell us, the Torah tells us, that the man which appeared every morning outside of the camp actually was covered by a layer of moisture of dew on top of it and a layer of dew moisture below it, presumably to keep it moist and fresh when it would be collected, even though it was in the hot desert sun. So we cover the chalos to remember how God provided for us in the desert in the optimal manner. Second reason, to show that we are eating this meal on Shabbos, not as a regular Friday night dinner or Saturday lunch, but because it's Shabbos because it is to honor and celebrate Shabbos. So we keep the food that we, will that we will eat covered until we recite the Kiddush, where we describe and verbalize the sanctity of the day. We express the holiness of the day, which is why we are enjoying this meal in honor of Shabbos. And there's a third reason. When we eat a meal, when we eat different foods, there is an order 
in which we are supposed to start eating each food based on the bracha, the blessing that is recited. Bread has the bracha hamotzi. Wine, if we choose to have wine during a meal, has the bracha bere pri hagafen. During the week, if we're having a meal that includes wine, the order is as follows. First, we make the bracha on hamotzi. That has the highest priority. That comes first. And then, if we're going to have wine during the meal, we make a separate bracha, bere That's the order during the week. That's the correct order, in quotation marks. But on Shabbos, we do it differently. Because on Shabbos, the wine comes first because we have wine when we make Kiddush. So on Shabbos, first we're going to make the bracha of on the wine, and only then are we going to make the bracha of Hamotzi on the bread. Opposite of the normal order. And therefore, when we say the bracha Breipriyagafen, while we're making Kiddush, we cover the bread. We cover the chalas. Our sages explain, so that the bread should not be embarrassed or ashamed because it's supposed to be first, but we're skipping over it. We're showing preference to a lower level bracha in terms of priority. And the bread may be embarrassed. Din yaktim the law is, the rule is, that Hamotzi should come first. But on Shabbos, because we have the mitzvah of Kiddush, Magdimin Birchas we say the bracha on the wine first. And therefore, we cover the challah during Kiddush, so the challah won't be embarrassed. There's a famous story of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. He was once traveling, and... For Shabbos, he stayed at the home of a well-to-do religious family. It was Friday night. The family and Rabbi Salanter were gathered around the dining room table, about to begin the meal, and the host was about to recite the Kiddush on behalf of everybody. As he was about to start, he realized the wine was not on the table. So in an impatient and harsh manner, this host said to his wife, why didn't you bring the wine? Hurry, go bring the wine for Kiddush. We're all waiting. And she was clearly hurt. She was clearly embarrassed to be spoken to in such a manner. And she ran from the table with tears of embarrassment in her eyes. And she brought the wine. And now the husband is about to recite the Kiddush. But Rabbi Yisrael Salanter interrupted him. And he said, before you begin, tell me. Let me ask you a question. The challah is now covered during the Kiddush that you're, allowed, that you're about to recite. So he asked him, tell me, why do we cover the challah when we make Kiddush? So the husband, the host, was very proud of himself that he knew the answer. 
So he explained, since the bracha of the bread is hamotzi, and it should come first. But on Shabbos, we make Kiddush, so we break the bracha on the wine first before the bread. So we don't want the bread to be embarrassed, so we cover the bread while we make Kiddush. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter gently, but firmly, said to this man, are you listening to the words that you're saying? You're concerned not to embarrass the challah, which is an inanimate object which doesn't feel emotion, and you're still concerned not to embarrass it, but you spoke so harshly to your wife, bringing her to tears? How could you do such a thing? Covering the challah during Kiddush is not just a ritual. It is also a lesson in how we should treat every person, especially those closest to us. My friends, I want to wish you a beautiful day and a wonderful Shabbos filled with enjoying and treating each other with love and respect. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.